The ability to speak with confidence and present for impact is easily the most valuable skill you can have in today's world. When you can share your knowledge, you can facilitate change. And when you can facilitate change, well, you can change the world one conversation at a time. But most people think they can't speak articulately, confidently, or with impact. They get choked up by nerves, they lose their words, or that dreaded imposter syndrome shuts them down. Well, I'm happy to say that speaking is a skill that anyone can learn. Yes, even you. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. My name is Kat Matson, and welcome to Speaking with Confidence. Well, hello. And welcome to episode 106 of the Speaking with Confidence podcast. My name is Kat Matson, and I am your host. And thank you for joining me for another episode. This episode comes to you right off the back of the Speaking with Impact workshop series, which was the biggest yet. 900 people registered in total. And at time of recording, the engagement in the group, the questions, the realizations, the pops, that it's your own stories and it's your own experience that gives your authority, that gives your credibility and that bringing your authenticity to your conversations is where the juice is at when it comes to speaking with impact. It's been so juicy. So I'm sitting with a very, very full heart and very happy that I get to do what it is that I do. Now in today's podcast, I have brought in one of my Impactful Presenters Program alumni and Impact Club members. Julia runs a couple of businesses. The key one that I want to talk about today is Sample Room, which was established in 2009 and is currently Australia's only full-service, ethically accredited pattern maker, sample maker, grading, specification and manufacturing business in the fashion industry. Sample Room is based in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, and what Julia is doing in the fashion industry just blows my mind. What I particularly love about Julia's work is that it's all about taking the BS and the fast fashion and the unsustainable, unethical practices out of the industry. And she also mentors and works with early stage fashion designers and startups to help them establish their businesses. Now, the reason I've brought Julia in to talk with us today is because speaking has become a significant part of her business profile, her business success how she reaches new clients, and also how she maintains the relationship with existing clients. But it wasn't always that way for Julia. And so I brought her in to have a chat around her speaker's journey and where she was, where she is now, and her number one speaking tip now that she feels like she's that much more equipped. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Julia. You will quite literally hear the sounds of the pattern making and the machining in the background, like she's sitting in the manufacturing facility. It's so cool. So sit back and enjoy and, um, yeah, just listen in for in, listen, listen to the spaces, listen to, for the information that sits between the words. 
Julia, welcome to the Speaking with Confidence podcast. It's so awesome to have you here. Thanks so much. It's lovely to be here as well. Now, we've known each other for a while now and you're a big active member of the Impact Club and you're a member of the alumni of the Impactful Presenters Program. But before we get into all of that, I'm really keen to know what do you do? Like I love what you do, so I'd love for you to let our listeners know what do you do in the fashion industry? Oh, look, I love being part of the Impact Club, but what I do in the fashion industry is I um, help brands bring their ideas to life. So I'm technically a pattern maker, but I have a full end-to-end development and production house in Melbourne, Australia. And we've been around for about 14 years, so we're one of the first to provide this. And we also provide a really big mentoring program as part of that to help startup designers bring their ideas to life. What does a pattern room do? Pattern Room is a separate website and Pattern Room is a world-first online pattern catalogue of industry-based patterns that are downloaded in 48 hours. So we're really flipping the whole product development process on its head um, and it's been really exciting to bring that to the world. That is very awesome. So with the mentoring that you do in Sample Room, tell, tell us a little bit about who you're working with and why you get so passionate about this industry. Yes, so we work with people who have an idea and no prior knowledge or experience in the industry, or they may have studied fashion but didn't quite learn how to start a business. I've been doing this for around 12 years. Um, We started Sample Room in 2009, around the same time as social media started, so Instagram, Facebook and Pinterest, and we saw a huge influx of startup designers come onto the market in a way that we never had before. And so it was wonderful to see these wonderful creative people, but they had no idea how to start a label. And so they would just quit. They would stop or they would go down the road of offshore manufacturing with disastrous results. And I thought, this is terrible for business and terrible for the environment. So I need to use my knowledge and experience to help people see the pathway that they should be taking so they can find an easier way without spending all their money or not throwing garments into landfill. And so that's awesome. when we started the fashion label launch pad. That's so cool. That is so cool. And for those who are watching the video, my eyes are watering. I'm actually not crying at Julia's story. Sometimes I have, but this time <laughs> that's not what's going on at the moment. But I'm going to keep going because Julia's time is highly valuable and getting this back again is going to be tough. So you've recently come back from Europe, Julia, where you were talking at trade shows. Tell us all about that. And I want the good news and the, it was a little bit challenging stories too. I mean, Europe, trade shows, fashion, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we were in sort of not the fashion week type trade show. We were in the technical side. So we were um, showing at a trade show in, um, in Munich called FESPA, which is a printing for signage and soft fabrics. And then we went to a huge trade show called ITMA, which is an international textile manufacturing trade show and I've never seen anything so huge in my life it was incredible every new technology every new piece of equipment Um, and so we had a little stand there and I have to admit on the first day I walked in I thought oh no what have we done we shouldn't be here and then I gave myself a bit of a slap around the face and thought come on Julia you can do this your stuff's worth it and it was an amazing experience we were written up into the daily magazine very few companies do that. And I also took to the stage to present Pattern Room on the innovation stage, uh, which was scary and great, 
Uh, and whilst I'm very comfortable on talking on camera and on my Instagram lives every week, I've managed to calm those nerves. Presenting on stage uh, without having my page of notes or my screen of notes in front of me was really challenging. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, my husband watched that video back just recently and he said, you did really well because he couldn't see it because he was on the stand while I was, I was doing the talk. Yeah. So what did he see? that you didn't feel at the time? Like what did he see that you did so well? He said I didn't talk very fast. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and which is a big one for you, right? thing for me, yeah. yes, because it's difficult when you've had, I mean, I've been in the fashion industry for over 30 years. I'd say 40 because I started sewing when I was 10. And I've got a lot of knowledge and experience and we sometimes forget that we do but we can make the mistake that we speak so fast and we try and jam it all in to one conversation that no one hears anything. Yep. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about that this week, actually in the speaking with impact workshop series around, we often prioritize our content over connection and it's the connection with our audience. It's the connection with where our audience might be at and where we want to move them to as distinct to just giving them all the content. Um, how did you overcome the nerves that I'm guessing you were feeling is you were kind of like, oh, my goodness, this is a stage. This is real people. This isn't Instagram and I don't have my, you know, the same kind of notes in front of me. How did you overcome that? Oh, it, it was a really tricky one, but I, I had to think about my intention. What did I, you know, because I was writing down fantastic comments and, you know, really great tidbits and things that I wanted to say word for word and I had to let go of that and say, what is my intention? What do I want people to hear? Because it doesn't matter about the exact words, but if you cloud over your thoughts with trying to remember the exact words, then you can lose the connection with the audience. So I would say that what I was very proud of myself when I finished my presentation is that I made eye connect connection with people. Yeah. And I looked around the room and I was able to smile at people and connect with them in a way that you can't do if you're looking at a page. You can only do that if you are constantly thinking, what's the intention of what I'm getting across? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Now, have you always been speaking at these kind of events? Like, is this something that is relatively new? Tell us about your speakers, your speaking journey. My speaking journey. Um, there have been many years that I have been to many events and I've watched people on the stage and thought, what are they doing up there? I should be up there. <laughs> I've got no idea. And in fact, I have, I remember going to some events. I think there was one for the Churchill Foundation. And I walked up onto the stage and three of the panelists said, oh, Julia, because <laughs> they knew me and my business, yet they were on the stage. And mm. I just thought, what is going wrong? What am I doing wrong in this journey? I, I'm, I know this. I've been around for a long time. My business is quite well established. People know about it in my industry yet I wasn't called up for those speaking engagements in a way that I felt that I had something to say. But the flip side, I would think, what do I have to say? I didn't mm. actually know what my message was. And I think that's where the rambling came from because I'd just jam all these things in and walk out and say, that totally confused everybody. And I, even I was confused. <laughs> so I had to really look into what are you standing for and what is it that you are passionate about? and articulating that into a few key, I guess, subjects mm -hmm. to then 
speak to that and then have more freedom around speaking to that. God, I love that. I particularly like what you just said around what am I standing for? Um, We've been talking about this a lot actually this week in the Speaking with Impact workshop and people get caught up in crafting their singular story, their autobiographical piece that could be read out by somebody with a really deep voice or something like that. I know that that's not where you landed in answering that question, what do I stand for? But just talk us through how you got yourself out of that ramble and all of the knowledge into a position or two. Oh, it's a tricky one to think back to. Um, I think the first thing I had to realise was I didn't need to say as much Mm. every time I spoke. I didn't have to sort of, and my earlier, you know, it helps that I've been practising this every week for the last two years. I do Instagram Live every week and I have gone from writing copious notes to then post-it notes to now I come up with an idea and I might write two sentences the week before and literally on my my walk to work, five minutes, I think, oh, yeah, that, that and that. And then I know what my intro is, I know what the structure is of what I'm doing and then the outro. And the less I put in, the more it lands. The less I put in, the more it lands. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to make a meme out of that. That was Awesome. That is awesome. And what has that meant for your business? I mean, obviously you you can do an Instagram live a lot easier. You've been invited to trade shows and to speak on stages. What has that done for your business? It's given people a lot, not, well, there's two sides to it. There's people who are interested in becoming a, I'm interested in becoming a client and there's people who are current clients. So both of these people listen to my Instagram lives every week. Um, there is a comfort in the way that somebody is in their being, that they feel like they connect with you. And, of course, connection is a huge part of someone coming and trusting you to hand their money over. And they, um, people say to me all the time, I, I watch your lives religiously. And I just think, wow, that's, that's really special because you don't know. And I don't really look at the stats very often because if I did, I'd get caught up in that. For me, it is the practice. Um, I've had industry people say to me recently, oh, you're doing so well on social media. And I literally do one thing a week. I I don't do anything else. That gets then um, we repurpose that into a newsletter and a blog so Mm -hmm. I can use the the font because I realised a long time ago I quite like having a chat much more (laughs) than I like writing. Yep. So how can I repurpose this content to really stretch it out to create a lot of content for a very little part of my time that I have. Um, I was asked onto the stage at Melbourne Fashion Week last year. That was a huge thing for me because it was that first time that I said, yes, now I'm on the stage. And for, well, that must have been about a year and a half ago now, people say to me all the time, I was there and you were the best person on the stage. And I was a little bit controversial in what I spoke about, but because I articulated it well, it landed with people and it was memorable. Yeah. And that's that's a wonderful thing <laughs> that what you're talking about, people remember. People remember. People remember that it was you who said it, not just some random idea that was thrown around. And there's that authenticity, right? It's that this is my opinion and I know it might be controversial and this is my opinion and I'm going to state it. I, I love that. And what I'm hearing too in between the lines, you know, like with even existing customers saying, I watch your lives every week religiously. 
that is an improved relationship. That's an improved connection. That's an improved no like and trust factor. That's reduced. I'm imagining your need to do proactive outreach for sales. It's just you're there. You're you're always you're always present in their minds, right? And I think it also removes a bit of buyer's remorse because people in in my game they're investing a lot of money. Yeah. You know, in starting up a label and it's a huge thing. There's a lot of risk involved, not just financial, but that person, personal emotional risk. Mm-hmm. And so the more they hear and the reminder of, no, I'm in the right place. Somebody does, they are saying the things that matter to me. They are giving me confidence in what I'm doing has a much bigger impact than I think that I'll ever realize. That's, I love that. I was at a function last night. We were talking about purpose and impact and, um, it, it, it distilled for me that oftentimes we have no idea of the ripple effect of what we say and what I get very excited about in the work that I get to do is working with people like you mm. to increase the ripple effect well beyond what was possible before because once you're confident in how you speak then you show up and you do your lives or you do your Melbourne Fashion Week or you host your own events and so that ripple effect just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's very, yeah, it does. very exciting. It does. And I think as well with, uh, with our Pattern Room website, we're dealing with really large international businesses. And so I feel that the people that I'm speaking to have confidence to then introduce me to people further up the chain mm. because they've seen how I present. They think, no, no, this is good. We can recommend her to do a webinar or present to our people because she'll hold them in a good space. It won't be embarrassing or it won't be fluffy or it won't be a barrage of information that doesn't make sense because I've experienced that before. So powerful. Has it translated then too into how you do meetings as well, like how you do a sales call or how you do one-on-one conversations, even with your team? Like have have your speaking skills infiltrated there as well? It has, definitely. I think that that, um, I would say, horrible jittery nerves, the feeling that your voice was fluttering and, Mm. you know, the butterflies in the tummy, I don't feel that as much anymore. And I don't think I realised till just now that I don't have that as much anymore because it's just a a quiet evolution, isn't it, as you go through the process and it's not till you look back on what was it like beforehand and you think, wow, but the other area that's really shown up for me is... um, there were some people that I would be around in social settings that I would have those nerves. Yeah, right. And I don't have that anymore. And I think that that's um, it's just how you show up in the world. Sometimes you think people, do they see me for who I am or do they feel something that detracts them from connecting mm. and so that's eliminated and therefore you're just you. I also think too that the more work we do, um, when, particularly when we're speaking on stages and we need to work on our brag bag stories or find more brag bag stories and do that whole earn the right over and over and over again, that I know for me that it's helped those notions of walking into a room thinking, oh, that's, there's that person who always thinks they're better than me or I think they're better than me. And you go, oh, hang on a second, I've, I've got my own the right like I've been I've been talking about this and I and I when she says to me how have you been what have you been up to you can really quickly pull up some current brag bag stories because you've just developed that habit of this is what I do this is how I help and these where the stories are right 
absolutely. I love that. Um, what? There was something else and it's just left my head. It's just left my head. What is your number one speaking tip? <laughs> what, what, like, if you're now providing guidance to particularly your clients who are going through your mentoring program, what's your number one speaking tip for them? I think it's simplify the message down, mm. um, you know, take away that you don't have to jam as much in and less is almost better because you can really expand out on that and give those spaces in between for people to just stop and think, oh, yeah, that applies to me. I love that. Give the spaces in between to let people think. There's, um, I've often said that music happens in the spaces in between the notes and it's the same with the conversation you need to leave space for the realization for the insight for the oh oh yeah that helped me too awesome julia this has been such a rich conversation even with the distraction of a teary and sore eye <laughs> um and what I and I and I love the fact that we can hear the machinists in the background. Yes. Like I'm here, like quite literally hearing stuff being made. It's awesome. It's awesome. And I think what I've loved here too is you found a way to tell your story in order to attract more people and influence the industry. Like you know, you're you're not just doing this from a sales perspective. You're you're shaping the industry, and it's all from just getting present to how you show up to how you speak, to slowing down, and to how you layer your messages. So congratulations to you. That's a that's a fair amount of work and a fair amount of presence. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you for your help in doing that, in clearing the way. And, you know, I, I started off my journey and I think it wasn't until I went through the program the second time because the first time was just clearing all the muck <laughs> of the way. <laughs> like wading through it and thinking, oh, I can't do that, I can't do that, I'm not sure. And then I came back and redid the program mm -hmm. again and went, oh, this is really clear to me now. And then it's just been an upward trajectory. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, if people want to watch your Instagram lives, where can they go? On Instagram at Sample Room. Awesome, at Sample Room. And if people want to know more about your mentoring program or anything else that you do, where can they, where would you like them to go? They can find our website at sampleroom.com.au. We have a startup page that has a link to our either our true cost of offshore versus onshore masterclass or our start your local fashion business workshop where we introduce you on what we do. Start your local fashion label workshop. Having worked in the startup ecosystem for many, many, many years, I know how valuable and how powerful your work is in the fashion space, um, you know, Startups, startup ecosystems are often full of, I'm going to say, myths and big stories, and that's very true. It can be very true in the fashion industry. Oh, you just need to design a dress and you'll be fine. You just send it to China, not a problem. Not a problem at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you are in any way interested in starting your own fashion label or understanding how understanding how the industry works, and I highly recommend you go and check out, um, Sample Room. I keep getting the websites confused. Yes, it's a bit tricky. They're a bit too similar, aren't they? <laughs> well, only because I know you so well. It's all good. Julia, thank you for joining me on the Speaking with Confidence podcast. I really appreciate it. And congratulations again. It's awesome to hear of your success.
Thanks so much, Kat. We'll see you soon. Bye. How good was that? There are so many pieces that I love about Julia's story. That feeling that she was having of sitting at industry events going, why are they on stage? Why are they on stage? Why aren't I on stage? Then the work that she put into finding her position and her message and then putting herself out there. And now that confidence that she has to just think of a topic and go live on Instagram. But probably my biggest one, the biggest thing that makes me smile the most is say less, (laughs) say less, say less. So I'm going to say less and just let the goodness of that discussion settle in. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, I've just finished up the Speaking with Impact workshop series. And right now, if you're listening at broadcast date, doors to the Impactful Presenters program are open. So if you too have sat in industry events going, how do I get up on that stage? And if you too find that you maybe speak with a few too many words and drown your audience in all of the things, then do what Julia did and come and join us in the Impactful Presenters Program. It is really, truly life-changing. If you've got any questions about this episode, then please head over to the Speaking with Confidence Facebook group. That's just search for Speaking with Confidence on Facebook and go ahead and ask me any question. And in the meantime, keep enjoying yourself. Just keep doing your thing. Authenticity is the key and um, it just keeps coming home to me over and over and over again. So I'm not sure who I'm bringing you next week. for the next Speaking with Confidence episode. But until then, here's to confidence and here's to impact. I'll see you really soon.